Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, a two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because Shining Brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello! Welcome to Shining Brightly. This is Howard Brown, your maestro with the mic. I've got a powerful show for you today. Oh my God. Your voice, your value, your victory over trauma with Jackie Bailey. Jackie, welcome. How are you? I am doing wonderfully. And I had to mute there for a second because there's a fire engine going by. <laughs> That's okay. This is, this is podcasting and this is the way it is in real life. So it happens. So how are you though? Yeah. No, I'm doing great. It's a, it's a, we're recording this on a Friday and you know, it's the end of a week. It's summertime. It's been, it's been great weather. So I can't complain about anything, quite frankly. <laughs> That's great. So let me, you, you have a, a very cool bio. I'm going to read parts of it and then, uh, and you can fill in the blanks there. So Jackie Bailey, don't tell anyone. These are the words which silenced uh, Jackie as a child. When she finally broke the silence as an adult, her hidden value revealed itself. Wow. Jackie is the author of Self-Centered Leadership, Becoming Influential, Intentional, and Exceptional, published in 2014, and a 2015 semi-finalist in the World Championship of Public Speaking that placed her in the top 98% of speakers out of 33,000 competitors. Wow, congrats on that. I did not know that. Today, Jackie runs the Speak, Feed, and Lead Public Speaking Studio in Redmond, Washington, and is the founder and executive director of the Speak, Feed, and Lead Project, a nonprofit with a mission to empower our children, teens, adults, and public, with public speaking skills. You are also the co-host of Live Mastery Radio with Todd and Jackie, and I'm going to be a guest real soon, so I'm excited. Yay! So that airs on uh, Live Mastery Radio as every Tuesday morning at 10 uh, Pacific time on Facebook. Wow, wow, wow. This is amazing, and, and, and you're going to talk about this, but you, know, you really work with kids, and you get them talking, and um, we're, we're going to dive into that. But before we do that, Tell my uh, my viewers and listeners what's something interesting about Jackie that we wouldn't know. Well, I once lost a perfectly good job because I sang to my potential employer. <laughs> wait, wait, you sang on an interview? I well, sort of. I was it was I was interviewing for this position that was actually in another state, although it was going to be. Uh, available for me to work from Washington, even though the job was in Oregon. And so I had been trying to reach this person over the phone and I had this fairly new flip phone and I had a hands-free device. It was a cord that attached the phone and then sat in my ears. And on my way to the current job I had, I thought I'm going to try this person one more time because we had been playing this phone tag, leaving messages back and forth. I thought I'm going to call her one more time on my way to work. So I pulled, I put on the hands-free device, plugged it into my flip phone, opened it up, dialed her number as I'm driving, leave this very professional message. I am still so looking forward to hearing from you. Da, 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 da. And then I closed the flip phone thinking the, the phone had been, the call had been stopped. Well, I turned on the radio, ABBA is on. So I start singing along, dancing queen. 
you know, da, 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 da. so I'm singing about a verse and a half of the song. And all of a sudden I hear this voice in my ear that says, if you'd like to continue leaving a message, <laughs> please press one. So that entire ta- song I had recorded on this person's message, right? Song. You pressed one. I, well, <laughs> I, I'd already been leaving a message. I'd been singing to her the whole time. <laughs> well, no, but so that you, you, but you didn't change it. You, you sent it through. I couldn't, I didn't have any choice. I, I sent it through. And so I, <laughs> I called back as soon as I got to work and got her secretary again, who had sent me to this voicemail, right? In the first point, I explained what I had done. And she goes, oh, she thinks that's going to be funny. I bet she'll just laugh her way back to calling you. Never heard from the person again. I never heard from her again. <laughs> well, that is the coolest story of car karaoke. Um, oh my goodness, that was, that's awesome. All right, well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's dig in here. So, boy, uh, you got a powerful story. So I'd like you to open it up and say, you know, you have been voiceless in your life and as a child, and please, please tell us what that means. Well, what that means is, as you mentioned, don't tell anyone were those words that after frequent nightly acts of sexual assault from a family member. That's what I was told. And I was obedient, which means that I didn't speak up. I didn't speak out for myself. In fact, I was always really hesitant in social situations and conversations because I was afraid I might tell something that I wasn't supposed to tell. So it suppressed not only my voice, but it suppressed who I was and who I could have been because I could not be myself. And in that regard, I was silenced. It's very much like a lot of the kids during the recent pandemic that have been taken out of school. They've been taken away from friends. They were taken away from after school activities and sports and things like that of no choice of their own. And they were left without really an ability to talk about how they were feeling. Many of my students actually told me that they couldn't really complain to their parents because they knew their parents were totally stressed out. And if they complained about the situation, it would make it worse for the family. So they basically stayed silent, just like I had done in a different situation. And uh, so that's what I mean when I say I was voiceless because I really didn't have a way to to speak about what, uh, what was happening to me. I, I have to tell you, I'm horrified. Um, you're a little girl, and uh, this abuse is unthinkable. It happened, and it happened over and over again, and you internalized it. You grew up with it. You, you, you say that your voice has value. Can you, can you expand on that for me? Yes, I, uh, it, it took many years to learn that because I didn't have any value in myself. And then after these years of chronic abuse, um, and it was, there was one abuser that lived with me. It was actually an older brother, but there were also abusers that were family friends and so forth. So there, it wasn't just one occasion, but this one was the chronic situation and, and where I had to live. And it was when I was an adult woman married with two young children that this abusive brother of mine got married and had a baby girl with his wife. 
And having not ever broken the silence, I went into this emotional crisis at that moment because I knew he had access to another child who no one would know to watch out for because no one knew the kind of person that he was. And so uh, I view this as I have some choices to make here. One of them being, (laughs) I could just take my life and not have to live with any other choice that I make, Uh, which at that time I had a lot to risk. I, as I said, I was, I was married. Um, No one knew my ugliness, the way I felt. No one knew the shame that I felt. And so by revealing all of that, I risked my marriage. What if my husband didn't love me anymore? What if he didn't want to be with me anymore? What if I wasn't believed and someone tried to take my children from me because I was some lunatic person? So that was the the things that I felt like I risked. But I also risked my self-respect by not revealing the secret and possibly saving the life of this little girl or keeping her at least safe from possible abuse. And in the end, what kept me here was that I realized I actually loved my children more than I hated myself. Because if I left with that secret, then no one would even know to to watch out for my own children who would keep them safe. So it was the three more words, those first three words, don't tell anyone that, that ruined a life. But then I found value when I started to say, I've a secret, three other words that started to reveal what had happened, where I realized I had something worthy of being heard, something to say that the, that people around me needed to hear to, to actually save the life of someone else. So it was another series of events that went on years at when I, once I started therapy, by the way, my husband didn't leave me, supported me. Uh, Most people believe me. They're my children being taken from me were never a threat. There were some people who didn't buy into the story, but in therapy, I started to reveal that secret to the the people that I thought would support me the most. And on the first day I saw this counselor, she asked me a tremendously powerful question. She said, do you think you can forgive? And in that moment, when I was in so much pain, it was almost like I was reliving every moment of the abuse I'd suffered for 10 years of my life. She would ask me something like that, which seemed so impossible in that moment. She may as well have asked me, do you think you can lift up a semi truck and throw it across the road? Because it just seemed that impossible. And I probably laughed a little bit out loud when she asked me that. But then she clarified and she said, well, if you don't at least work toward being able to forgive someday, then you're never going to fully heal. And so I took that to heart and it was 10 years later when I finally reached the the point when I did feel that I had forgiven, that I let go of it all. It was no longer going to control me. I was no longer silenced and I little by little had had built who I was. I, I become the person that to some degree I could be at that time in my life as a young mom with, with, with children. And so I flew back home to where this brother of mine lived and said three more magical words that validated the true value of my voice, which was, I forgive you. 
And did you forgive yourself? I do. Yeah. Um, what I didn't know, however, is by using my voice to say those three words, that not only did I heal completely, but I finally allowed this brother of mine to begin the healing process. Because at some point within all of those years, I had become the one holding the key to his prison. You know, I was his victim all of those years as a child, but at some point he became mine because I was holding his progress back Mm -hmm. when I was withholding forgiveness from him. And so when I uttered those three words, his life now changed. He had permission now to forgive himself, which was key. And so those, those three words are the most magical words, I believe, in the whole human language. I forgive you because they, they changed two lives, literally changed two lives. So I, w- I want to applaud you on the courage and the work that you put in to get there and get here. Um, it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, and it, it shows your true resiliency. And, uh, you know, I, my book is about resilience to hope of uh, surviving two cancers and life. And um, did, you, did you break the cycle? Is, is, is this daughter safe? Yes. In fact, I didn't know because once it was revealed that, the, that he needed to be, you know, separated from the daughter, it, he was. Um, even as she grew into adolescence, she could not understand why she wasn't allowed to stay the night with her dad because he had divorced his wife after that. Um, couldn't understand why she couldn't stay with her dad while mom always had to be around. And it kind of bothered her for many years. But no one had ever told her the circumstances behind that. Well, um, it wasn't until she was in her 30s when a series of events occurred where she learned something about her dad that she didn't know. And um, then she called me to say, is this true? Tell, how could this be true? Tell me, tell me about this. And I told her the story. And she said, well, Aunt Jackie, you kept me safe. You saved my life because I never even knew anything like that about my dad. Now it all makes sense. So yes, uh, I didn't know that for many, many years. And so it was very heartwarming to know that that small action I took to say I have a secret actually did save her life. Yeah. And you did. Um, So and again, this doesn't do it any justice on a short podcast, but how, how are you using your voice today? Oh, gosh. Well, as you mentioned in my introduction, I started sharing my story. Now, I had served as a leader in this nonprofit organization called Toastmasters International. I had led thousands of people. I had trained hundreds of people and been on trips with several of these people to go to conventions and whatnot, but no one knew my story. And when I was eligible to compete, I thought, now's the time to start sharing my story on a competitive stage in preparation for the world championships. And so I started to share my story and people were shocked, literally shocked. Now my speech wasn't necessarily about the abuse. It was about the forgiveness to to heal from the abuse. So it was, had that motivational uh, appeal to it. Um, And so I started to share my voice that way. And then I went to the semifinals competition. I didn't move on to the finals, but it was, 
Boy, an emotional roller coaster to prepare for that. It's a five to seven minute speech. So it has to contain this motivational appeal, but it also has to be a little bit humorous. And, you know, it has to be to an international audience. People from all over the world were hearing this, this message. And uh, afterwards, I got a call from this homeschool association who said, we've got a group of kids, they're middle school age. Would you be able to come in and teach them public speaking? And I thought, hey, I could do that. I, it actually was a diversion be, from the sadness I was feeling over not going on in the competition. And so I took it on. And then to make a long story short, that built into another program and then another program before I knew it, I was developing all this curriculum in public speaking for the, for teens and for kids. But I was seeing the tremendous impact it was making on these kids from the first day when they didn't even want to make eye contact with me or their peers to, to even have a conversation to at the end of nine weeks, they were sharing their deepest emotions with an audience, with their peers, knowing they were safe to do so. Uh, so when I saw the tremendous progress and impact it was making, the curriculum I developed began to work toward that end. And I was holding these workshops all around town and renting community rooms or conference rooms and things like that, traveling everywhere, eating three meals a day in the car. But my classes were full. And uh, it wasn't until 2019 when I found an actual studio that I could call my own. And then we started having classes here and we became a nonprofit. And now what we do as a nonprofit is I use the curriculum I developed in my for-profit business to teach kids to feel empowered by knowing that they have experiences they've had in life that now can be inspiring stories to share with others. I give them the skills to deliver their messages with power. They learn how to have conversations and actively listen. And I put them on stages for summits, organizations and businesses who are holding summits, my students get to be keynote speakers on these stages and they share their messages now with the world. And I cannot tell you how amazing it is to watch. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's beautiful because on the week of kindness and gratitude uh, this past June, you had about six of your uh, students on there. They were great. I mean, they're, Thank you. first of all, getting to use their voice is, is something you need in life. Um, I have a small snippet of that in my book. My daughter was a tripper. She'd take them out on nature hikes and so overnights at camp. And these uh, little 10 through 12-year-olds, she would get them talking. And they didn't want to talk about fluff. They wanted to talk about serious issues. Yes. Yes. Um, divorce or death or uh, problems and, and things that they saw in the world. Now, that's amazing because all these kids are growing up digital and they're just staring at their cell phones, right? So being able to look someone out and speak uh, is amazing. And uh, I'm a speaker as well, and I'm always learning and creating and uh, how, to, how to meet your audience and give them take-home value and stuff. So what a worthy nonprofit. This is just really great. Um, I, I want to tell you that your, your story, people should get to know you and, and get to know your nonprofit. It is such a triumph um, that you did. You worked on yourself. It took time and, you know, you've come out this way and now you're sharing with the world. And I, I just want to applaud you and you just tell you, I always say that, you know, Jackie, you're shining brightly with us today. It's <laughs> just beautiful. So um, tell, tell us, um, I think we have uh, something that like a giveaway, right? You have a giveaway. We'll have the link there. Um, what is the giveaway you'd like to share with the, the, the group? I am giving everyone 30 days free of a, posit a positive prime, which is a neuroscientific tool 
that changes your brain to think more positively, to feel more gratitude, and to be more creative and happy throughout your day. It's really simple. It takes three minutes of use once a day, and you get six to eight hours of benefit from it. It's like a vision board on steroids. And I have learned that when you want to change your mindset from the old tapes that play in your head, that still play in my head, you're not worth hearing, you don't have anything to offer, la, 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 stay, stay silent. Um, those tapes constantly play in my head. So Positive Prime gives me an opportunity to change those tapes because I manifest a different reality within the gap between what is real and what I want reality to look like. And Positive Prime does that for me. So within 30 days, you don't have to even provide a credit card. You can try it free. You have access. Oh, there's the siren again. <laughs> you have access to hundreds, literally hundreds of sessions from people like Jack Canfield, Sean Johal, David Wolf, people who created these sessions. I've created my own session three minutes a day. So everyone gets 30, 30 days free. And if you love it, which I'm sure you will, then we'll talk about your next step, but it will change your life in 30 days. That's great. And listen, the siren's going on because, and we'll, we'll post this in the, uh, in the, uh, the podcast, but uh, positiveprime.com forward slash Jackie, I-E-B hyphen 30 hyphen day hyphen challenge. It's, it's tremendous. So I, I think, what, what do you got to lose, right? You should try it. It's all self-improvement and things like that as well. Um, how, how should people get in touch with you? You can find anything you want to know about me at Jackie Bailey. 360.com. So Jackie Bailey 360.com. That'll give you access to my for profit business, my nonprofit website business. You'll see videos about me. You'll find out how to support the kids if you want to. You'll get a positive prime session there. You'll get to see all my books. Everything about me is there. Connect with me on all sorts of social media. So that's the best place to find me. <laughs> this is awesome. So I, I, uh, I have some really great news that Shiny Brightly is going to be out for pre-order. It's available for the hard copy. The, the paperback's coming soon. If you need to get in touch with me, I'm at uh, shiningbrightly.com. And uh, these are these are the stories that, that people need to hear about. Um, and we go from resilience to hope. And we, we just uh, sometimes just get out of bed each day. And sometimes we take huge giant steps forward. And thank you for being here. Um, really important that uh, that we share, and and you've had the courage to share this story. So, Jackie, we're going to see you soon on um, on the podcast on Life Mastery Radio. I'm grateful for that. Yes. And um, thank you again. Thank you so much, Howard. I appreciate it. I may not be able to stop abuse in the home, but I will not allow any child to be voiceless again. So, thank you for letting me share that. I appreciate it. Keep on shining. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.